you were about to enter. Chuck versus the podcast. The place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Wing. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Dev Barrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a check press kit. The directors. Jason Lindsay. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 43 for Friday, March 12th, 2010. Today we're talking about the last two episodes of Chuck, which is a lot to talk about, and all the latest news. Let's get right to the news. We've got some ratings to talk about. Um, Chuck returned from the Olympics hiatus with an increase in ratings. It drew 6.7 million viewers and a 2.4 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which, as we know, is the one the networks really care about. And then this last week, Chuck versus the Beard drew th- uh, 6.3 million and had a 2.3 in the demo. It was off slightly with um, all of the competition back on Monday night. So we're pretty pleased with how it held steady from week to week. And uh, we also noticed that it's been uh, NBC's number one show on Mondays since mm-hmm. it came back in January. And uh, we think uh, uh, NBC Universal President Angela Bromstad is on the record as stating that the show's been a pleasant surprise on that night. So that's uh, looking good. Things are looking good, I think. Yeah, they are. And and we did have some, some emails uh, people were asking about. Um, Angela did say some other things uh, in the... Uh, in the questions that were asked of her that day, and uh, some fans were saying, Yowie, um, it's not so promising, but uh, sources inside, and I can't say who, have said, don't read too much into those comments. They are very pleased with the performance of Chuck and how it's doing. Indeed, indeed. And we have one very exciting late-breaking news item. We just heard that there will be a Chuck special presentation and Q&A at WonderCon 2010, in San Francisco in early April. That is Sunday, April 4th, from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m., Chuck returns to WonderCon with a Q&A and special screening of exclusive footage. Co-creator, executive producer Josh Schwartz and co-creator, executive producer Chris Fedak will be on hand to talk to fans, along with series stars Zachary Levi, Joshua Gomez, and Adam Baldwin. And... Uh, this is going to be at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Uh, it runs April 2nd through the 4th, and you can get information at the website www.comic-con.org WC. Uh, this information should be on the website by the time our podcast airs. So if you have a chance to be in San Francisco, uh, that should be very, very exciting. And actually, uh, we hope that uh, that Mel will be able to be there, but if not, um, we are certainly looking for people who can be roving reporters for us. So if you can, please send an email to mail at chuckpodcast.com. And certainly anybody who does attend the event, uh, we love it when you send pictures and send us your stories, even by email is great. Chuck is up for Hulu's Best in Show competition, making it to round two after uh, defeating Dollhouse in round one. So stop by Hulu.com and vote for Chuck for Best in Show. Mm-hmm. Just a few clicks. And uh, very, very exciting. Well, in a geeky way. <laughs> <laughs> NBC is toying with the idea of making some Chuck figurines, sending a pair of concepts to go to the sample stage. And uh, we have... Uh, those figurines in our video podcast here, you can see that they are really, really cool in a geeky way um, <laughs> and definitely the kind of thing that you'd want to have on your shelf. So I really, really hope that they do make these. Um, they are 
a hoot and certainly a conversation piece to bring to work or to bring to <laughs> school. Um, or on a date, you know, <laughs> you wanted to be a real geek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I want to see is a Casey figurine <laughs> and the, you push a button and it grunts. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> I like it. I'd buy yeah. that. I would too. Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd give it to my husband for our anniversary gift. <laughs> <laughs> that hey. says a lot about your marriage, Liz. <laughs> These would sell well at Comic-Con. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think that might be what they have in mind, that maybe they're their target. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been doing, uh, well, I've been doing these Friday Five posts on ChuckTV.net, um, just picking a kind of random topic every week and making five points about it or five answering five questions or something like that. And they're getting a pretty good response. I've been, um, I for a while there, I thought maybe I was the only one enjoying them, but I'm starting to get some good feedback. So I'm glad you guys are enjoying them. And uh, the most recent ones are the most downloaded songs of season three. And last week's was uh, the most memorable interviews mm-hmm. that we, we've had, uh, both on the podcast and on our own. Um, Liz and I did one with Sarah Lancaster before we started the, doing the podcast with Gray. And that was certainly memorable. Um, so if you have any questions or topic ideas for the Friday Five, hey, send them over to me, mel at chucktv.net. And I'm always looking for ideas. And now that I've apparently committed myself to doing this every week... I could certainly use your ideas on how to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I really loved that last one. Um, it it reminded me, uh, you know, it there there's a lot of interviews that were quite some time ago that were um, really really cool interviews. And 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 the thing that you should know about our interviews is is they're not generally linked to a particular episode. So you can go back and listen to Tim Jones's interview from two years ago. And it's still very contemporary. Often we talk about people's backgrounds, how they got into the business and their passions. And, and uh, so I urge you to go back and, and listen to our back catalog. It was a really fun walk down memory lane going back and looking through everybody we've talked to and remembering what made them memorable. I mean, it, it was difficult to pare them down to five. I kept wanting to cheat and say, well, this is a tie. And, <laughs> but no, I, I made myself do it. I made myself just stick with five. But yeah, Yvonne and Ryan have lent their voices to the first full-length Lego movie. This movie is called The Adventures of Clutch Powers, and it is now available on DVD. Very cool. I probably won't rent that one. <laughs> uh, um, actually, no. Maybe my daughter would like to watch that. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can talk my kid, my uh, nieces and nephews into letting me use that for a movie night sometime. <laughs> my two oldest nieces are Chuck crazy. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! They were calling me on this last episode. <laughs> they were calling me at every like every commercial break, and then after the episode was over, Sissy, what can you tell us? What's going to happen? What's going on? I'm like, really, really? You guys want spoilers too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking about episodes, we are now going to talk about episode 308 and 309, Chuck versus the fake name and Chuck versus the beard. Let's talk about 308 because there was quite a bit that happened in that. Um, It was an Allie Adler episode. Yeah. So we had some memorable scenes, Mm -hmm. um, some really interesting characterization, the, the mobsters and... Um, they were they were just a hoot, but the oh, mobsters, I love the mobsters, the yeah. mobsters and the bimorons, mm-hmm. kind of giving voice to the to the frustrated fans of the Chuck and Sarah relationship. Were that that was that was clever. That was well done. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I mean, it's not something I'd want them to do frequently, but I think it fit really well right there. Especially when you consider that they filmed that episode before. The uh, show had even returned to the airwaves. Mm-hmm. So they were understanding they were and saying to the fans, look, we know this is kind of a dark time for the fans of that relationship right now. Mm-hmm. But and we get it. We're going to poke a little fun at ourselves for it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and let's go on. So I really enjoyed this. Those yeah. parts. I thought that was pretty funny. But the, the <laughs> highlight of the episode for me was Zachary Levi. I mean, oh my goodness. Right? Like, I oh. believed him that he could play this Rafe guy. 
Like, and he slid into the voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the mannerisms. That was kind of scary. Yeah, it was. It was scary how easily he was able to do that. Yeah. And and yet he could pop out of it and be Chuck. I know. Yeah. This guy's talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was a great way to show um, Chuck's growth. Um, that he he's not just talking about being a spy, but he's he's really growing in his spy skills, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I think for me what that did is it told me that this direction that they're going that he can be a spy and still be Chuck that he mm-hmm. he like he when when they were in that uh, uh, what is it a bar or, or lounge or something and uh, and Casey and and Sarah and, and Shaw all storm in and and. Chuck is down and, and Sarah's behind him and all of a sudden he's he's Chuck again and and he has to deal with 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 that. Um like I, I really believe that he can be a super spy, but then still be funny, still be charming, still mm-hmm. have his relationship with, with Morgan and Ellie and, and um I I wouldn't worry about, about losing the humor. I wouldn't worry about losing that charm. I'm glad you pointed out that that scene, that moment when Sarah's got him pinned to the bar mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he just, I mean, he's completely back to Chuck and he's panicked and you, I mean, he's on the verge of letting out a girly scream and running. Yeah. And that was a little bit jarring um, in a good way to remind us, as you said, that this is still Chuck. Yeah. He may be Mr. Suave assassin at the moment, thinking quickly on his feet and getting through this with a really scary spot on voice and, and impersonation of this this assassin but he's he's still chuck under there mm-hmm. everything that's been going on er- everything that's been going on this is still chuck which of course then leads into his own epiphany at the end of the episode when he realizes that he's been lying to everyone he has no one that he can confide in at that point mm-hmm and because Sarah, he knows, has now turned to Shaw to an extent. And she's been his confidant for, for a while. And I think he also realizes, I mean, she, of course, he, he does realize because she told Shaw that she's concerned about what he's becoming. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and then we see in 309 in versus the beard when he when she says, you can talk to us. And he says, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think part of that is because, no, he's not going to confide in Shaw. But I think. It's also an acknowledgement on his part that he knows Sarah is not happy with the direction he's taken and and he doesn't really feel comfortable talking mm-hmm. to her about it, about this emotional turmoil he's going through. So, yeah, heavy and, stuff going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, some great uh, interplay with Chuck and, and uh, Casey's character, especially in their mm-hmm. in their differing views on, on torture. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and I love that Chuck pulls through. He he he's able to um, to prove himself without resorting to the darker side of, of of the spy life. I don't know pulling a tooth with no Novocaine. Well, the darker I'm, I'm side is only <laughs> is only with Casey. Well, he did shoot his toe off already. I know, <laughs> and and Casey's given blood yeah. to the dictator and. and- yeah. Angel so as long as as long as Casey's the one who is the fall guy, <laughs> if this show makes it to ten seasons, he's gonna be yeah, yeah, Swiss cheese. Yeah. Well, and, and I love I love how Casey very gladly gives up his tooth. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, it was either that or get shot. Yeah. And yeah. but uh, and actually that that that's a nice really nice point as well. How um I love those moments where you see that Casey is really um proud of chuck and and is encouraged by his his growth where a year ago casey was was basically had a standing order that any any time he might have to kill uh chuck mm-hmm. and now he's he's totally flipped around where he's on chuck's side and he actually told chuck out loud to his face that he's proud of him yeah, yeah. about passed out when he did that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a milestone milestone moment yeah yeah. Indeed. Now we did have some uh some other things going on in this episode. What? Um, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course we had Hannah, and this was the last episode of the Hannah arc. 
there were a lot of people that had been upset about this direction that they were going and and you know it's funny the and I, and I thought Christian Crook did an amazing job, e- excellent job. Every scene she's in, she just shines. They had great chemistry together, mm-hmm. and that scene at the end where he breaks up with her Ouch. was so that, that was painful, painful to, watch. to watch. It was yeah. so painful to watch, and yet mm-hmm. I think like it, it's funny, they, like there wasn't an out- outcry about that scene, mm-hmm. and everybody understood that uh, Chuck kind of had to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Because he was finally starting to be honest with himself. And I, I don't know if that even makes sense. Like, it, it obviously, I, it was terrible what he did to Hannah, obviously. There was, I don't know if we'd call it an outcry, maybe more of an out moan <laughs> on, on the Czech TV boards. People saying that was, that was low. I mean, he was, his behavior toward Hannah was not awesome. Yeah. Was- and they were disappointed in him. And, they sided with Hannah yeah, and what she said to him. Uh, but I think you know, eventually the discussion came to the point where people said, you know, I understand now that that needed to happen, that he, that he had to hear that from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he needed to make that decision yeah. and he needed to hear from her that he was being a jerk. Yeah. And that, and to, as a wake up call of sorts of coming right after that other wake up call with Sarah, it just, I mean, slap, slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, obviously, we see from three oh nine that it's he's he is starting to come out of it. Yeah, and I think by the end of versus the beard, he's made it through the valley and he's on his way up again. Yeah, well, and that's the reason he wasn't flashing. Mm-hmm. It 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 wasn't Sarah. It wasn't um, Shaw and Sarah. The the reason wasn't wasn't flashing is because he was at this this crossroads and and really unsure of himself. Yeah, I know at the end of that episode, I found myself thinking, oh, Chuck, <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> I, you know, and if I didn't trust these writers so much, and I, I don't know, I probably would have said, you know, this is so uncharacteristic of Chuck. I'm so disappointed right now in this character that I don't know if I, I don't really care what happens to him anymore, but. I don't know. That's kind of where I left off at the end of that episode. I was so disappointed in the character. Not the writing, not the show, just the character, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've stood in Hannah's shoes, and I guess that probably has a lot to do with the way I felt about that ending of that episode and what mm-hmm. he did. So, yeah. yeah. And got it, a little personal. Yeah. And, uh, but I, but I think everybody knows that it was just, it was it was necessary for his character, and mm-hmm. and the thing is, if he had if he had strung Hannah along for two or three or four weeks and then dumped her, mm-hmm. does that really make it that much better? Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as he realizes, makes him more of a jerk. Yeah. As, right, as yeah. soon as he realizes that he's he's being unfair to her and that that uh, he's putting her in potential danger, um, that he he's being dishonest with her and is not planning on being honest with her. Like, I I guess for, for his sake, he shouldn't have taken it as far as he did. But you could see why he did. Yeah. He was trying to tell himself that he he could have this cute girl and he could have this fun relationship because, like you said, they had good chemistry. Um, they had plenty to talk about. They had a lot in common. Yeah. And... I think it was him trying to have what he considered a normal relationship. And um, unfortunately it was just more of a, a rebound. He wasn't over Sarah. Yeah. And, and as he realized later, he just wasn't being honest with himself or her. And, yeah. and as jerky as it was for him to sleep with her in the dump dumper the next mm-hmm. day while her parents were waiting to meet oh, him. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like you said, it would have been worse if he had just continued mm-hmm. to to go along and and pretend everything was okay, knowing that it really wasn't. If he'd yeah, lie, it, it would have been salt in the wound for for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree. Uh, you know what I found interesting is Sarah it, watching Chuck go through this transition. Mm-hmm. She is she is truly and clearly pained by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
um, she's not liking this, this, this isn't what at all what she wanted or what she envisioned for Chuck at mm-hmm. all in his life. I mean, you go back to the, you know, first, first season and, you know, second year, you know, where, she, where he's just this bumbling accident, the accidental spy. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And, and now he's totally assumed the role and she's, I don't know. I, I find it, I'm watching her. I just found it, find it interesting the way she's reacting to it all. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you think that her turning to Shaw is kind of like, I don't know, a way of hiding from that? I can't stand to watch this anymore. I think it is another way for her to tamp down her emotions. It's a way for her to retract from this emotional connection she's had with Chuck, this vulnerability that she's shown with him Mm -hmm. and kind of a way it's a way for her to protect herself, I think, and, and start to, to close herself off and, and try to sever that connection connection so that she doesn't, she thinks so that she won't have to feel so deeply Mm -hmm. about what he, about him and about his transition and, and what he's becoming. Um, but as we saw in that scene in Shaw's apartment or hotel room or whatever that was, the she she was on the verge of a breakdown. I mean, she's she was barely hanging on, mm-hmm. uh, and you know she's telling him about how upset she is about what is happening with Chuck, and Chuck overhears it conveniently, mm-hmm. and um, you know just she's just distraught, yeah. and and then you know and then her name pops out. In that yeah. context, yeah, that was didn't didn't see that coming. But uh, I know it worked. Yeah, and yeah, I I, I, I did want to mention a uh, a little tidbit that uh, Ali Adler said that Yvonne Strahovski herself actually picked the name for uh, for Sarah. Did yeah. she? Yeah. Uh huh. Ali said that Sarah that uh, Yvonne has always known Sarah's real name. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, and I could see it. I could see Sam. Mm-hmm. That works. I'm glad we're still calling her Sarah. Yeah. But <laughs> I can see that Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you think of her dad, her tomboyish kind of nature. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Samantha Lisa really goes together, but. Yeah. Or Sam Lisa. That's a little bit better, but. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the name reveal was a topic of much discussion mm-hmm. on, I think, pretty much every fan forum. Yeah. And there were some people who were there. Most people were not happy that Shaw is the one that she told it to, Mm -hmm. but they felt that the context uh, sort of alleviated, it alleviated a lot of their anger. They could, they understood it, that it just kind of popped out. It was, I mean, it was a very emotional moment for her. Mm -hmm. She was distressed and she wanted something real. Chuck is slipping away from her. Shaw's right there to, Mm Whatever he's up to, he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, I don't trust that guy. Yeah. He's, but he was, you know, he's right there to take advantage of her her vulnerability and mm-hmm. give her someone to confide in. Because just as Chuck is having, is struggling with this, uh, you know, his big secrets and the, all of this transition and no one to talk to. Sarah is going through the same thing. And, and, and Shaw is, he's, he's someone who understands you know, he's a spy. He's been a spy for at least as long as Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, so he and he gets it on that level. So it was it was a, kind of a safe person for her to confide in. And, you know, she wanted something real. I saw it as as her trying to to find, you know, a foothold when she's she's drowning in the sea of emotion and, and she's trying to find something to hang on to. Um, and that it just popped out. Mm-hmm. So it worked for me. Yeah. Um some other significant things. Uh, Casey is uh, one of the top five marksmen in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> Maybe top four now that he killed the assassin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That was another, that, that scene. What was Sarah going to do? Yeah. She raises her hand. Is she, What's she getting ready to do? We, we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. That was actually pretty intense. They, would, they did a really good job. Filming, filming that and also um i love sorry there's a total tangent but i love the scene with chuck and ellie 
at the end. Oh, I know. Oh, Finally. Like that tender moment. And it's and it's it, it's funny how they didn't have to say any detail, but you could totally get that she gets him. And yeah. I love that. I love that they can not talk about it and yet talk about it. It was a total brother and sister moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it and was we've been well missing done. those. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Very and well it, done. And it again underscored that Chuck didn't have anybody that he could really be open with. Mm-hmm. So it served so many purposes. And it was it was nice to see them together again. That, that is one of my very favorite dynamics on the show is the relationship between Chuck and Ellie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and speaking about Chuck not being able to confide in anyone, mm-hmm. are we ready to move on to 309? Let's talk about what yeah. was, in my opinion, the best episode of the season. Yep. I would say best episode of the season. And I, I would agree with um, Jace Lake. Uh, he, uh, he said it's in his top five of oh, yeah. the whole series. Yeah. And I, I would say so. Yep. Mine mm-hmm. too. Yes. Mine too. Absolutely. And just masterfully... Written and masterfully shot. I mean, Zachary Levi directed this one. He did an amazing job directing. And and I don't say that just because he's Zachary Levi. I, I think it was a very well-directed episode mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and very well-written for Scott Rosenbaum's uh, last script before he moved on to V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a high note for him to end on. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we did. We had Chuck continuing this theme at the, right from the start of not being able to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. He is in Castle, can't flash. And Sarah says, well, you can confide in us. And Casey grunts and Shaw kind of smirks. And he says, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's not going to work for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then he tries to call Devin. Yeah. And Devin is not awesome. And blows him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally blows him off wow. using his own words. Mm-hmm. Using his the words that Chuck gave him to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cold. That was. And that I was. loved the scene where Morgan fires Chuck. <gasps> As yeah. his best friend. As his oh. best friend. Oh, the o- awkward just... uh, high school years and the awkward um, <laughs> buy more years. And. <laughs> Yeah, it's just all, it's been awkward, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think I liked Morgan more than I did in this episode. Yeah. In the whole series. And, I, and wasn't it awesome how he discovered the secret? Yes. Yes. The, the total yes. flip and how Morgan for the whole time thought that Chuck didn't know and he was telling him about the spy thing. Yeah. I mean, that was masterful. That was, I really love that they went that direction. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. And Uh-oh. that Morgan was ready to rally the troops and let's defend the Bymore and let yeah. that, you know, and he, he was ready to go before he even knew that his best friend was a spy with all these, these skills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. As soon as there was a gun pointed at him, he backed down, but you know, the little guy, he's, he's got heart. He's got cojones <laughs> he was ready to go yeah well he's, he's he's gone through an arc through through the series so far i mean it, it, this season we haven't seen as much of him but you can tell that he's he's just been ready to burst and in that line that he had w- where where he said that i've i've been a loser it's my time to be a hero i'm, I'm totally paraphrasing but mm-hmm. you you get that sense that he's ready to come out of his shell as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his absolute joy and glee in discovering that Chuck, his best friend, is in fact a spy. Yeah. I totally knew he was going to react that way. Yeah. You know, it's, that's in his character. Mm-hmm. I knew he was, I knew he wasn't going to be like, oh, you, you know, how could you not ever tell me? I just totally, I was waiting for it when he was going through, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and uh, acting all that out. And um, my son watches the show with me and I'm, He's, I'm going to wait for it, wait for it. And he comes around and says, that is totally awesome. Yeah. Like, there you go. Speaking <laughs> of, of wait for it, when he's talking to Chuck <laughs> and trying to, you know, telling him what's going on, that they're under siege. Yeah. And Chuck is, you can see it on his face. 
okay, how do I handle this? What do I do? Yeah. What do I say? And of course, Morgan interprets it a little bit differently. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, say it, Morgan, say it. And then he does. Don't freak out. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. son and I high-fived each other. <laughs> oh, I, I got I to gotta say, and I, I said this on Twitter, that this episode, the best way I could describe it is it was firing on all cylinders. You think yeah. about anything, anything in the show that has been a strength of the show. Mm-hmm. This this delivered it. I mean, it had full buy more action with buy more comedy and the antics and and the jokes there. It had really good villains. Like these mm-hmm. guys were were decent and believable. Um, it had wait wait wait. wait. Yeah, they, after a while, they were for me. But at first, I'm sorry. All I could see was you know wings, uh, or, or not wings. No, it was um, Drew Carey show. Wings. Yeah, the, yeah, the Jim Carrey. Show. Drew yeah, Carey. but but they had the Drew. right balance of of humor as well. Like they were funny and, and interesting to watch, but also you could you could get the sense that they were, you know, they would blow up the the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, it had had a good flash and an action moment. It had great, uh, I mean, between Chuck and Morgan and the developing their relationship. It also, if for for anybody, and and the the one complaint that I heard people say online was that there wasn't any. Um, anything in between Chuck and Sarah, but there was huge stuff. Him admitting to himself and to into Morgan that he's definitely in love with Sarah is huge. But they never had a moment with each other. That's the only thing for me that was missing from this episode. They never had one of those sweet, understanding, tender, or even angry with each other because they love each other so much moments Mm -hmm. they they never had that that's the only thing that was missing for me everything else was there everything else was there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i think um i think that's coming i think actually oh yeah from what i've heard next episode is uh um without to without any spoilers and i I don't know the spoilers um but i from what i've heard of the next episode we're gonna see um Chuck and Sarah have a chance to talk. Right. It'll be their turn to reconnect. And yeah. and it's it wasn't the time in this episode. Yeah. And there and was that, a lot of fine. other stuff going on. Exactly. Yeah. But that yeah. I it would have been nice if there had been just one, you know, five seconds between the two of them. That would have made it a ten for me this yeah. episode. But as it is, it's a, like a nine point five. Yeah. Yeah. And how could we not talk about Jeffster? I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I got a little tingly <laughs> <laughs> when I knew it was coming, when they oh, were starting when and they were start fire up their quote unquote instruments. <laughs> I, I think it was but, the best Jeffster action we've seen. Well, I mean, the, yeah. the wedding was great too, but we, we didn't see as much of them, I think, in the wedding. Um, this was, and I, and the, the, the ring operative saying that's the sound of liberty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, viva la revolution! Yeah, I loved it. I loved oh, it. and the Iwo, Iwo Jima. Um, I was just gonna say, I just I didn't care for that. No, no, I thought it was way too schmaltzy. Well, it, it was very deliberate. It, it was it was a total setup. Um, <laughs> Tongue in cheek. I, I cringed. Yeah, I yeah. And, and 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 the kiss like, at the end. Mm-hmm. After the photo was taken and they all fell apart, then I was like, well, okay, I can, I, I can tolerate it at yeah. best but sorry and okay. yeah and then that the iconic kiss yeah the iconic yeah. kiss victory <laughs> and he even does the v for victory yeah yeah <laughs> there was now, a lot of symbolism uh, from world war ii in that episode which was amusing yeah and i i don't know how much of it was uh scott saying watch <laughs> v when it returns <laughs> yeah i think he'd already written and filmed this episode before he landed that role so or before uh, he took over on V, so yeah, yeah, I think that was done. But uh, um, well, no, no, uh, actually, he. Uh, I'm trying to think because because he they he, they were working on twelve and thirteen. They were working on twelve and thirteen, but they they still would have had time to make tweaks. You th- okay, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was a shout out. Yeah, could be. Yeah. But uh, um. And the all the the the, the weapons in the Bymore. <laughs> Where did they find all those fake, you know, those toy guns? Oh yeah. Oh, just... and Casey's line when he came to the Bymore. 
What and, was and that? Actually, Adam, Al, you were gonna. What was that? Did you? And actually, out Adam Baldwin said that yeah. this was his favorite line ever. Um, I actually have I have it open right here, and I'm going okay. to to play it. How do we know we can trust you? That you're not some kind of spy. The only thing I hate more than hippie and neoliberal fascist anarchists are the hypocrite fat cat suits they eventually grow up to become. <laughs> <laughs> And as soon as he said it, everybody went, oh, yeah, but that's too long and I can't rewind. I got to keep going. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, if there's ever been a line that you would call a delicious line. That Mm -hmm. was a delicious line. I mean, just for Adam. Absolutely. And and if you know Adam Baldwin. Yes. He would love delivering that line. Yeah, Yeah, I totally I totally believed it. Yeah, it was uh, completely from from him. Yeah. The the ease with which it rolled off his tongue <laughs> tells me that yeah it was not a difficult one for him to memorize right? yeah. and deliver. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, great great moments. I loved it in uh, in this one. I I loved when uh, when Morgan came out of the the mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into the orange. Yes. And he, then he calls Sarah Agent Walker. Yeah. Yes. And, that, and that little wink. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He's in on it now. Yeah. Love the wink. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Joshua Gomez, is he's got that great humor with um, those little things he says under his breath. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, like when it, when he said, "Oh yeah, let's just you know we'll go for a burger," and mm-hmm. well, of course, no, of course we're gonna fight. Um, it he he is so good at those little um, funny moments that you have to almost have to rewind and go see again or go yeah. listen to again. Yeah, I thought this was his strongest episode to date yeah. as far as acting, and I wondered if it had something to do with Zach being the director. Mm-hmm. If Zach felt comfortable giving joshua his head yeah. basically just saying you know this character just go for it just do it yeah and uh, i mean the confidence in his portrayal of morgan this um in this episode was admirable I, it was unnoticeable mm-hmm. i'm i'm hoping that this means now that we're going to see more of morgan and more of this kind of morgan yeah. In the future now that he knows chuck's big secret and he he can now be chuck's true confidant yeah, and, and oh, support. it's going to be very interesting. And he knows Casey's a spy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what surprised me was Sarah backing up Chuck as far as selling um, Shaw on his reliability, um, mm-hmm. Morgan's reliability. That Can harks he... back to uh, versus the best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the lessons she learned there from Chuck and and Morgan. Yeah. Right. Well, and and also I think like she she very very clearly knows that Chuck needs this emotional release in order to flash. Mm-hmm. And and she knows that she's not that release right now. And so I I think it was also a calculated move to say, yeah, I believe him, that, we, that he really does need Morgan. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about Shaw being so ready to implement the self-destruct sequence on Castle, even though Chuck was still down there? He was pretty quick on that, wasn't he? He was. Well, I mean... He, tactically it makes sense you destroy the castle with the bad guys in it before they can you know uh, disseminate all of your secrets even if it costs you you know a really important asset slash agent but well he, i mean we we can only guess the circumstances that he lost his wife but it was a situation where it was for the greater good <laughs> Yeah, you kind of you get, but you see the total spy that Shaw is at that moment, being cold enough to say to pull the trigger on a fellow spy. Yeah, well, it, and know. and to be fair, he knows the depth of the secrets that they can gain access to in the castle. Yeah, yeah, he knows exactly what is in danger down there. Yeah, in danger of being exposed. I was glad to see the discs show up again from uh, first class. Yeah. Or wait, when did we see those? Is that what Sydney was after, or what Hugo Panzer was after? Uh, what wasn't wasn't that Hugo Panzer when they opened okay. up the um suitcase or device or whatever the device? 
Okay. I'd have to go back and, and look. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. And, One uh, of those. Well, and, and also, it should be mentioned that, that if they didn't blow up the base and the ring was able to escape, they would escape with Chuck. So oh, Chuck true. would be under their influence if uh, if he didn't blow up the base. So, I mean, there, there was a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of under the influence, they the, the decoy to draw Team Bartowski, or as it turned out to be Team Shaw, out of castle so they could infiltrate the Bymore was saying that they were going to they were they received intel that the ring was going to try to turn um an, a spy an agent mm-hmm. and it turned out to be Devin. Yeah. Now do they still think he's a spy? I don't know. Or was that just a ploy? Was that just to say that you know this we're just going to draw you away? And, oh, look, there's somebody who's connected to Chuck that happens to be staying at this resort, so we'll make it him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure. But the, it, it is interesting that they're, they're seeking to turn somebody. Also, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going tangent again, but uh, um, Jeff and the chloroform. <laughs> I'm really disturbed that Jeff has that in his locker. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's, it's only for himself. Uh, well, until the bad guys attack. But... Yeah. Yeah, oh was, but Casey was, was losing the fight. Yeah, Casey. Well, these were some pretty big guys. They were. Oh, and speaking of Casey, how about that ending? Oh, oh yeah, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. I was ready to turn off the TV. Yeah, yeah, I thought we were done, and then yeah. Oh, here, let's set you up for next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that they that they would do that. I wonder if they're going to start doing that more. Um, we have, have seen several. We've seen several. Um, in a few episodes, by the end of the season, people are going to look back and say, oh, my gosh, they planted that seed way back there. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was a there have been several things that because we're not in the spoiler section, I am not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But. They, yeah, they've been peppering us. They've been doing a lot of preparing us for storylines coming um, well, starting in, in next. Well, actually, starting last week, but moving forward. Now we're really going to start seeing some things that seemed like throwaway. Well, that was odd mm-hmm. moments really starting to pay off. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I like that. I like that. So do I. It, it bespeaks a really well thought out story. Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't help but be impressed with the look on Casey's face in that last shot. There's a look you've never seen on Casey ever. Yeah. Fear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, exactly. and it's nice to get that dynamic from his character, and I, I think the next episode, at least, I mean, every, everybody saw the coming next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we see the return of General Beckman, um, mm-hmm. which is is great. Is it? We haven't really talked about it, but she's been missing for a while. Because uh, she, yeah, she turned leadership over to Shaw. So. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's great to have her back, and I think we're going to get some really interesting dynamics next week, mm-hmm. and something that it's a. Fairly minor thing, but people have been wondering where Subway was through there. this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a good dose of, of Subway and some Duck Hunt. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt called back to um, episode four mm-hmm. when they were breaking into the office building and and uh, to cover his intersectness because Devin still doesn't know about the intersect. He knows Chuck's a spy, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know about the intersect. Whereas Morgan, yeah. he told him the whole story, which I thought was absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but that was a callback. And then I think that's going to sort of come into play later too. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, all but, cylinders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was, speaking of Morgan knowing everything, I was so hoping that Chuck was just going to break down and tell him the entire story because obviously Mm -hmm. Morgan knows Bryce. Yeah. And he knew, you know, the whole Stanford incident and it would make sense. Mm -hmm. And he, he knows about, Ooh, does he know about Chuck's dad? He knows Chuck's dad left. Oh, I wonder if he knows that uh, Chuck's dad was connected with the, the spy world. Mm hmm. Well, and, I mean, it seems like they're going to talk about everything openly now. I, That's the impression I got. It yeah. just hit me, though, that I, I it hadn't occurred to me to wonder if Chuck told him about his dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... Uh, we have that in the spoiler section. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to mm-hmm. say. I think more discussion will have to continue in the spoiler section because there are things that relate to upcoming episodes. 
episodes. Yes, indeed. Yep. Well, I, I'm i ready to talk spoilers, so yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I think we had to power on here. Yeah, well, that's it. Let's motor on. So I hope you enjoyed these two episodes, and, and I definitely... Uh, I've <laughs> Chuck just aired last night, and I've already seen it three times. Uh, Chuck versus Beard. I watched on my morning commute and my afternoon commute, um, and this one holds up after many repeat viewings. So I urge you to uh, to do that and watch online. It, we haven't talked a lot about um, about uh, the things to support Chuck's ratings. I, I know that it's not measured in the Nielsen numbers, but um, it is still valuable to to watch Chuck online. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it uh, it does help with the online numbers, and by online we mean Hulu or NBC.com. Yes, the mm-hmm. legitimate or, online sources, yep, right? Or iTunes or Amazon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it is finally on Amazon on uh, iTunes rather. Yes, it is, and Amazon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap things up, and uh, uh, there were um, a few emails and Twitter messages that came in, but because of the length of Covering both of these two episodes, we'll have to do our listener emails in uh, in upcoming podcasts. Um, but for now, um, uh, Mel, you have a special message to... I do. We want to thank our sponsors, Movie Morons and SyrianJunkies.de. Movie Morons is a podcast about uh, movies, and they're not morons. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to stop by MovieMorons.com and check out their podcast if you're into film at all. And if you're into Chuck, you're probably into film. And uh, SyrianJunkies.de is Germany's largest TV fan site. You can get all kinds of information about um, shows that are airing in Germany from them, and uh, including Chuck. And uh, that's a really good site for our uh, friends uh, overseas, over in Europe. If you want to find out anything about your favorite show, we encourage you to check out SyrianJunkies.de. Mm-hmm. And speaking of sponsoring and supporting us, you can actually sponsor us very easily now by just watching the podcast. And you can do that at blip.tv. The The best way to get there is um, chuckpodcast.blip.tv. Or you can also go to chuckpodcast.com and there's links to our podcast there. And um, and literally all you have to do is just watch the podcast and every, every time that somebody watches a one of the podcasts, we get a tiny, tiny, tiny little kickback. Um, and those tiny little kickbacks add up to bigger kickbacks if lots of people watch. So please do go to blip.tv and uh, and watch us there. And I encourage you, like we mentioned earlier, to to check out the back catalog. We've done, oh boy, I, I lost count, but I think it's 43 interviews um, so far. So lots and lots of interviews that, uh, that I'm sure you would enjoy. And uh, so check it out. That's right. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send them to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can send those to mail at chuckpodcast.com. Keep them coming. We love them. Mm-hmm. And you can follow on Twitter, uh, Gray Jones, G-R-A-Y Jones, and chucktvdotnet mm-hmm. is the way to follow us on Twitter. And so now I guess uh, all we have is spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, you can safely turn the podcast off now. And, and we'll if, see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. And if you do want spoilers, well, here they come. And we're back. And we are very excited to have the official synopsis for episode 310, which comes up very soon. This is Chuck versus the Tic Tac, and there are uh, promos available as well. But the description is that Chuck and Sarah must clear Casey's good name. Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 Judgment Day guest stars. Casey carries out a side mission for his old commanding officer, James Keller, uh, guest star Robert Patrick, that leads him to committing, oh boy, treason. When Mm. Chuck learns the dark truth about Colonel Colonel Keller, he and Sarah set out to break Casey out of jail and clear his name. Meanwhile, Awesome's plan to keep Ellie out of danger gets more difficult when she gets her dream fellowship. And Joshua Gomez also stars. You know, it's something we didn't talk about in our discussion of versus the beard is that um, Awesome has now convinced Ellie to go to Africa with him. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason the reason I didn't want to discuss that because it relates to a spoiler that four people will talk about uh, leaving Burbank and mm-hmm. two people actually will. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering. This is just mm-hmm. conjecture. I don't know anything for sure, but two doctors leaving for Doctors Without Borders mm-hmm. could be two people leaving Burbank. Indeed. Yep. Chuck is getting more inventive about shooting alternate locations. We've mm-hmm. seen Paris and we've seen... Mexico. Yeah, we've seen Mexico. Mm-hmm. We've seen Dubai. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we could see Africa. We've seen Prague. Yeah, we've seen Prague. So mm-hmm. uh, so if they go away from Burbank, it doesn't mean they're out of the show. Right. That's true. And that could... I don't know. It seems like that might happen in... I'm going to say five weeks sounds... That feels about right, don't you guys think? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Seems like that would be a good spot in the story for... A trip to Africa. Yep. Cool. And uh, you've got a spoiler related to IMDb, of all places. Yes. I uh, was doing a little bit of poking around um, to to uh, just, I can't even remember what my question was now because I got completely distracted by it when I did ran across this. Uh, for this next episode, 310, Check versus the Tic Tac, which we know is a Casey-centric episode. Um, it seems that IMDb just spilled a major plot twist um so we've got here here's what i had rounded up we've got that we know it's a casey centric episode that uh, robert patrick is starring as colonel keller and then imdb reveals that uh an actress named claire carey is playing kathleen McHugh, which we saw in a, a previous casting call described as um 40 attractive sexy strong and independent mm-hmm and then we also see that Alexander Bromstad is playing young Kathleen, which would suggest pretty strongly that we're going to have a flashback. Uh, and we already knew we had a, a Casey flashback. So that would seem to put them together. Mm-hmm. And then this is what really caught my attention because I kind of already knew the other stuff. But IMDb lists McKenna Melvin as playing Alex McHugh. Who mm-hmm. in present day, in and present the day. actress herself? Yes, the actress herself does not have uh, a date of birth listed, but she she looks probably. I mean, she could probably probably pass for sixteen on up to twenty one, twenty two. So my guess is she's going to be around sixteen to eighteen, uh, depending. I'm not quite sure how far back this flashback is going to go. Um, but we also have in the casting call for this episode, we have a, a character named Alex Coburn, mm-hmm. which should have been sending out red flags a couple of weeks ago. Remember when Casey flashed? Yes. Yeah. On Alex Coburn? Mm-hmm. Well, Chuck flashed well, Chuck on flashed, Alex Coburn yeah. and Casey didn't want to talk about it mm-hmm. and told him to drop it. Yeah. That was a setup for 310. Because that was Casey's name when he was mm-hmm. in the Marines. Mm-hmm. So it would appear, and then there was also a, a spoiler from TV Guide that someone has a child. Not as in someone gets pregnant and has a baby, but as in someone finds out they have a child. Mm-hmm. So putting all of that together, we have a woman from Casey's past who reappears and has a daughter named for... Someone named named very similarly to what Casey's name was in the Marines. And so it would appear that Casey has a daughter mm-hmm. named Alex. Yeah. Now, it should be mentioned that IMD, IMDb um, gets information submitted from various sources. And so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily correct, but this seems very detailed. Indeed. And pretty consistent with other stuff we've heard. Exactly. Yeah. Normally, I don't take IMDb as the hundred percent truth, but uh, in this case, there was enough tying in with other things that we had heard that it was enough for me to say, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. I think they just let something slip. Yeah. So we'll find out pretty soon. Yeah. Oopsie. Mm-hmm. The official synopsis for episode three eleven, which is called Chuck versus the Final Exam. Um, Chuck's fate as a spy rests on a single mission. Brandon Rouse guest stars, and uh, 
In this episode, Chuck learns that his latest solo mission will be the final test to see if he is ready to be a spy. Chuck needs to put everything that he has learned into action to avoid going back to his old life while Sarah and Shaw observe his every move. So, um, of course, the regular cast is going to be online and available for that episode. Here it is, Chuck. Final exam time. The final Final exam. exam. The final push. Yep. Yeah, so it's very interesting to think um, what happens if he passes, Mm -hmm. what happens if he fails. I keep thinking that this would be a really excellent episode for a Kobayashi Maru reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no? <laughs> or maybe that's just because I've been watching Star Trek lately. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of Star Trek, Speaking great. of Star Trek, yep. Also coming up, uh, we have Papa Bartowski is coming back. Scott Bakula is returning. And it's been confirmed that Orion, as in Stephen Bartowski, um, is back for at least two episodes at least two episodes i like that at least part because at it implies least. that there might be more and i'd love to yeah. see more of papa bartowski i'm so excited he's back yeah. so excited i know mm-hmm. they love him on set mm-hmm. and i love him on the screen and i'm just i'm thrilled thrilled yeah 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 <laughs> but speaking of the bartowski family um, ew's aziallo revealed that we will be getting a flashback to chuck and ellie's childhood in the season finale, uh, we'll be they're casting young actors to play Chuck at age seven and Ellie at age eleven. Um, and Aziello also said that this relates to when Mama Bartowski or no, when Papa Bartowski left. Mm-hmm. Except, I, I think he's got either some faulty intel, or we're going to have flashbacks to two. We're going to have two different flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Because 7 and 11, that fits in with when Mama Bartowski left. Mm-hmm. And then I believe, didn't during the episode about uh, where they talked about Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. Or I can't remember exactly which episode. Anyway, I thought that Chuck had said that it had, it had been, um, it only been like 11 years since his mom had left. Oh, boy, that's going way back. I mean, since mm-hmm. his dad had left. I'm sorry. I keep getting my, my Bartowski's confused. Mm-hmm. They keep leaving. Yeah. Uh, since mm-hmm. since Papa Bartowski had left. I think he had said it had been 11 years, um, which would have put him at about, I think at that point, he would have been 17. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, we know Ellie took care of Chuck after their father left, and he left after their mother left, and of course, at age 11, she couldn't have done that. So mm-hmm. anyway, all of that to say, I think we might be getting two flashbacks in that episode. And it seems like an ideal time for us to see Mama Bartowski. Yeah. And I could definitely see that as uh, as the thing that spins us towards season four. Indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, the next spoiler, Liz is going to correct us on who was the source of the thing that I was talking about before. Yeah, what we were talking about before, um, Mickey from TV Guide's Mega Buzz says that four characters will contemplate leaving Burbank and two of them will actually go through with it. So does leaving Burbank mean leaving the show? Not necessarily, given the show's globe-trotting ways. Yeah, well, all, all, all I know is there is some amazing Chuck coming. And yeah. uh, the uh, I haven't seen them, but um, Jace and... Mo Ryan, uh, both of course were on the podcast. Uh, if you if you didn't listen to to Jace Lakeup and, and Mo Ryan's interviews with us, I urge you to to do that. Um, but they they were very very clear that out of the four episodes that they saw, which includes last week, this week, and then the two upcoming episodes, that um, that the next two episodes were very strong. Mm-hmm. And how can they not be? They're going to be sensational. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited Allie, to see the ball rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allie Adler made mention of that too in Twitter yeah. um, earlier today or yesterday. Yeah. She was, we were talking with the Sarah Walker fangirls and um, Allie said, Hey, just so you know, my favorite ep- episodes are still on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you big tease. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for her to say. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all we have. I think so. Yeah. We're about talked out. So uh, we will bid all you spoiler wanting gang adieu. <laughs> and that's right uh, coming up very soon is uh, our interview with sarah lancaster ellie yep. Woohoo! yep and that's all we've got <laughs> all right see you guys later <laughs> bye everyone okay bye-bye <laughs>